0: When it comes to leadership, there is no need to reinvent the wheel. Character is what eventually makes or breaks leaders. Yet, it's the most ignored and overlooked aspect of leadership development today. We have the perfect leadership role model, that's Jesus. We simply need to follow his lead, allowing him to work in and through us. Welcome to Lead Like Jesus podcast. Leadership starts on the inside. That is Rich Cummins. I am Freddie Scott, and this is the Lead Like Jesus podcast, where leadership starts on the inside. This is your podcast, Kingdom Leaders, and we're so
1: glad that you're joining us today. In today's episode, we're talking about change management, the dynamics of change, and a prayer to help you manage that change.
0: You know, this has been such an encouraging topic. Uh, the last episode for those of you that joined us we had a special guest that we're about to introduce or uh, reintroduce again that this information on change this is something that all of us have been experiencing this if you just look at 2020 if you didn't go through change i want to know where you live because i don't know any person that did not experience and, and, and it wasn't that they just experienced change but change can be difficult and so so rich why don't we reintroduce our special guest that's going to be helping guide us through change management and the dynamics of change.
1: Absolutely, Freddie. It's my distinct pleasure to introduce you to Phil Hodges. Phil was our guest last time, but he is also a founder, a co-founder of Lead Like Jesus. After a successful career at Xerox and U.S. Steel, Phil has been in the workplace, the marketplace, done many things, but he's also leading a movement to lead like Jesus. So, Phil, welcome back to the podcast.
2: Uh, glad to be here, Rich and uh, Freddie. Ready to go. In the last episode, Phil did an
0: amazing job of talking about four of the seven dynamics of change. And even though we're going to be covering the last three today, if you did not get the first four, we strongly encourage you to go back and listen to that, because if you really want to implement the change that we believe Jesus is asking us to do, not only personally, but also with those that we're leading, we need to understand all of these seven principles. And the first four principles were to realize that change is awkward. And and Phil did an amazing job of explaining what that awkwardness looks like. That change also makes us feel alone. Change also makes us feel a sense of loss. And then change also causes us to think about a lack of resources and, and understanding the need of understanding what resources that we have available to us to implement the change that that may be required of us right now. So, Phil, those are the first four. What's the next dynamic of change that is vital for our listeners to be able to understand?
2: Well, well, Freddie, one of the things you just tapped into is change is not only inevitable, but it's also all over the place. And there's, you know, three kinds of change. There's a change that's going to just happen. Uh, You get older, okay? (laughs) There's change that... Uh, is occurring that you have no uh, control over but you have to deal with and then there's the intentional change change changes leaders seeking to uh, implement something for others and in each one of those they come into a relevancy of a moment for the leader and the individual and this is about it the concept that people can just take so much change at one time and you know and as a leader, being very, very uh, astute to what other changes the followers may be experiencing, uh, as a moderator, is what else you're going to ask them to do. Um, and I think you'll find that uh, we all have a we all are being bombarded with change that we need to make, but change that is being suggested uh, that we don't need to make, but it's a temptation. To go after something that somebody else is selling is a needed change. Uh, a leader is going to uh, be able to regulate uh, against what time frame uh, is success going to look like? Uh, if we've got if we're trying to play for the next quarter uh, in a business uh, that we've got to get there, instead of the long-term health of the organization, we're going to do some things differently. So the whole understanding for a leader is people can just take so much change.
1: Phil, that's interesting. I even think about my kids with respect to that. Every time I try to get them to do the laundry and do the dishes and clean their rooms, if I give them more than one or two things max, they're they're gonna just uh, space out and not accomplish anything. Talk to me a little bit about Jesus and how he led because I'm very curious. You and I spoke about this the other day. He didn't give all the information at once, did he?
2: No, I mean, and that's, that's where great leaders are power under control. Their only aspirations under regulation to the compassion of the follower. Uh, everything I know about a subject isn't everything that you can use or adapt to or absorb or even take into practice. So I have to be real discreet on what it is that's most important at this level of development to move us to the next step. This is, I think there's a word I'm gonna use now, it's kindling you know how to, I, I don't know how much you've been building a fire, but kindling starts with something dead and dry in a small amount to light a small fire. Now, if you want that fire to grow, you've got to continue to put in a little bit at a time. You don't take a whole big log of everything, other expectation and so forth. It will kill the kindled fire. Wow. So that whole idea of feeding it in at the right uh, at the right um, amount and in the right timing. That's the leader's job, to be sensitive to that, uh, the needs and the aspirations and also the competencies of the people they're dealing with.
0: You know, Phil, that is so powerful. When you're sharing that, there's a scripture that came to mind, how the Bible says how God never puts more on us than we can bear. And and when I see that, though I, many times when I see scripture, I try to imagine what that actually looks like. And I remember my rookie year in the NFL, I ended up having, uh, hiring a personal trainer who happened to be a guy named Lee Haney. He was like an eight-time Mr. Olympia bodybuilder, just, um, he looked like he was carrying midgets under his arms. He was, (laughs) (laughs) and so I remember it was, uh, that after my rookie year and I was so excited to go to his gym and, you know, and, you know, A lot of pride and ego is walking in there. I have my little outfit on ready to go and I'm gonna lift the gym out of this place and I'm gonna walk out just yoked up. And I walk in and he asked me this question. He says, okay, Freddie, excited to have you here. Looking forward to get you, accomplish your fitness goals. When was the last time you lifted? Well, I had taken at least a month, month and a half off after the season just to rest, allow my body just to decompress. It's a long season. And so I said, it's been about four to probably really six weeks. He said, okay, great. I and mean, how much do you normally bench? I'm like, oh yeah, I can, I can bench the gym. Oh, I'm benching, you know, 275. I can lift. I said, like, okay. He said, okay, great. All right, let's go to the bench. And we go to the bench and I lay down and I'm waiting for him just to put all this weight on the bar. You know, you have all these people there watching. And I'm of course I'm wearing my Atlanta Falcons gear. So I look like a football player and I'm saying <laughs> I'm a football player and He puts no weight on the bar (laughs) nothing he said i said what are you doing he said no you're just going to bench the bar i said no i haven't benched the bar since i was in middle school like i'm not just benching the bar there's people here he said freddie your body has not lifted away for over six weeks and we need to acclimate your body again to lifting and getting back in condition and the danger is this if you do too much too soon you're going to damage your muscle have you ever been sore after a workout? I was like, yeah. He said, it's because you did too much. You're not supposed to be sore after your workout because that soreness now forces your body to recover, which impacts your next workout, which means you can't do as much in the next workout. And now you're behind schedule. Just lift the bar. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: Mm -hmm. that was something that to me, that's what you're talking about. As leaders, we need to be mindful of what, have our people gone through? What other change have they gone through? How much can they process? How much can they tolerate? How much can they take? It's not just about the vision and the direction, but it's also the pace in which things are implemented.
2: Yeah, you know, I just just wanted to say, I thought of this, that sometimes the best next step is a step back. Mm. And for a leader to step back when you know forward is what everybody's looking for, that takes putting your own ego, your own pride, your own fears under control to say, for the better purpose, we do something in the moment that'll have that will have that long lasting uh, effect. And, and that, you know, just as Jesus did he didn't tell you know if his first huddle was okay let me tell you the game plan we're going to go around and then I'm going to get and I'm going to get, get beaten and then after that I'm going to go to the cross they would have run away screaming they couldn't have handled it first they had to build it he had to build trust that he cared second of all that he could deliver and thirdly that there was something different and he built it over time through intimacy and that's one of the things that I think is about leading like Jesus, is really the intimacy it requires, and that is exposure of the heart of the leader, and listening to the heart and listening to the things of the of the follower, so that there's that heart transfer, then the mind transfer, and then the body transfer goes with it. So. Um, but again, it's, it's being discreet on how much can you take at one time. And now i got to stop because I'm overloading the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome.
1: So, so, Phil, this is not overloading at all. We, we want more.
2: In fact, there is another one. What's the last dynamic of change? Well, the last dynamic of change is really one of the great fun things about change and that is that if you don't keep the pressure on people will revert back to where they were the inertia of that which feels good and which has been familiar over that which is going to be uncomfortable and is going to be skeptical in your own mind is uh, that somebody has to keep the constant pressure on and i've used this example before because i did observe it when i was in the navy was that a uh, uh, tugboats I was on an aircraft carrier and the strategy of a tugboat as a change agent was never to get 2000 yards away from the front of an aircraft carrier rev up all their power all their engines and slam into the front of, <laughs> of the aircraft carrier it may make the aircraft carry shudder and move a couple inches this way but it will go back to where it was, and I will have expended all my energy, all my impact on one big splash. But a tugboat a tugboat uh, change philosophy is coming alongside and exal- exerting constant pressure, constant pressure over time with patience. to the point that eventually you will be able to move past that tipping point into a new reality and a new place. So that's the kind of a thing that uh, is so important is we got to be able to be in it for the long haul as a leader. You know, proclamation is a piece of leadership, but it isn't the end, it's the beginning. Then it's demonstrating, I got another piece of it is that people want to know is this you know, for us, or is this from you? Are you willing to do that which you're asking us to do and demonstrate it? And then Jesus was the best on that if he always went first.
0: You said something so powerful when you said pressure with patience. And I'm sure so many leaders can struggle with managing the two that here's the vision, here's the direction that we need to go. I need to apply pressure. Phil, you said to apply pressure, but... How do i do that with patience and still keeping the needs of those that i'm leading first and foremost so that i don't feel like i'm overbearing and pushing people faster than they're ready to go
2: i think that's a lot of discernment and prayer as to the the, the level of, of of regulating and that's first regulating your own ego if i've got a fear of failure or if i've got a fear of um Reputation, whatever I may be afraid of, may take me off the regulator that I need to apply. And I've, I've watched it in corporations where they came up with a great idea for cultural change and uh, spent a lot of money, a lot of intentionality about it, but they didn't allow enough learning and absorbing time before, before they were asking for results. They were kept shortcutting the, the learning process because it had been a while since they did it but it took a long time for it to seep into the rest of the organization mm-hmm. so the realistic expectations are really ones am i willing to take from the other people who are looking at my performance and saying no we're not going faster mm-hmm. because we're going better chick-fil-a is one of my favorite places of giving a line to all of this thing they call it sustained growth, sustainable growth. You know, if you're not going to have to teach it again, teach it well the first time. Make sure that they've got it. Jesus, in John 17, one of the critiques he gives of himself back to God about his leadership was, I taught them until they knew. Mm.
1: So you got to let the cake bake, or in Chick-fil-A's case, you
2: got to let the chicken fry. Right, Right, right. And don't shortcut the system.
1: Don't shortcut the system. Phil, those uh, listening today, they really want to know how they can better lead like Jesus. And one thing we always like to do is provide tools along with uh, the instruction and information. So what are some things that people could do today as they're considering change?
2: First of all, is open up their frame. And what I mean by that is we look at things in the business of the immediate. And we look at today. But looking at it as, in fact, what can we? What's the impact going to be on tomorrow and the day after? We get uh, we get tempted and we get tested into doing everything for a quick fix, a quick uh, a quick uh, resolution kind of a thing. But just opening up your frame and say, what's this going to look like tomorrow? Uh, I give a little thing to my junior high uh, grandsons, I, 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 and his name is Andrew. I'd say, you know, I would like you to Andrew. Is what is Tuesday, Andrew, going to think about Monday, Andrew, when he was doing or not doing his homework? Is he going to look back and say to Monday, Monday, Andrew, <laughs> I wish you had hung in because I'm embarrassed. You know, it's just it's trying to give something to broaden out the time frame of the impact uh, because we're, we're well. Okay, that's the kind of a thing I would say is open up your time frame. Um, and allow it into God's time frame. He's not asking for perfection. Uh, he's asking, walk with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the other business I would say, Rich, is again, Jesus, when he was praying back to his father, said, You know, I glorified you on earth by doing the work you set before me to do. Now that uh, eliminated other people's work, tomorrow's work, yesterday's work. Is one of the things that I have to accomplish today to make other people grow, and sometimes it's stop doing their work. Mm. I this, love that. Yeah, I, I know this in sports is 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 robbing people of the joy of overcoming mm. by jumping in too fast.
0: You know that's that. This is so meaty. I I'm thinking of situations as a parent. Um, of allowing my children to fall under control environment so they can feel that pain so they can make the adjustment because i'd rather them learn now than not learn the lesson and and but knowing that they're still loved and supported i mean this is when i, I think of the scripture where the bible tells us that be confident in this very thing that he which has begun to work in us will continue to perform it up until the day of Jesus Christ that God has been doing a change management process on all of us. And we are still a work in process. And so just allow this process, not only to continue to develop within our own hearts, because again, leadership starts on the inside, but to realize that we have the best model to show us how to do it. And the one that's modeled it himself in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Phil, thank you.
2: Freddie, there's one other thing I just want to say is, about Jesus and change. Jesus's change strategy for his objective is his people.
1: Mm. So true.
2: Wow.
0: Well, thank you. Thank you. I know all of us just appreciate you taking the time and sharing your win with us and for you kingdoms again if you miss the first one you've got to listen to the first one so you get the complete teaching on the dynamics of change and so rich would you mind wrapping us up with praying for these kingdom leaders that are looking to model the change that god is impressing
1: in their heart love to freddie jesus thank you for being with us no matter what changes life brings your presence brings us courage and confidence Help us to encourage others with the encouragement you give us and to be encouraged by their presence in our lives. Thank you for the gift of your presence and the gift of your brothers and sisters in Christ. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, again, thank you so much, Kingdom Leaders, for joining us today. And again, remember, leadership starts on the inside. We'll see
1: you next time.